Hey everyone and welcome back to the one minute writing tip. I am so excited because today is another special episode featuring an author guest. Today I am talking to Sue Bowles who is a survivor turned author, speaker and master certified life coach. She has done the hard work of healing from a childhood rape and eating disorder, other sexual assaults and being twice suicidal. Sue now defines the effect the life altering events have on her. The events no longer define Sue, she defines them. Sue leads My Step Ahead, an organization committed to breaking the stigma around mental health struggles. The mentality, you only have to be a step ahead to help the person behind you, is the bedrock of the value Sue brings. She helps stuck people get unstuck by cultivating hope and journeying together for the next step ahead. Whether speaking on a podcast, on a stage, or one-to-one, Sue's enthusiasm is contagious shining the light of hope wherever the listener needs, cheering them to see their dreams become a present reality. Sue's award-winning first book, This Much I Know, The Space Between, is available on Amazon. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Sue, thank you so much for joining me. It's such an honor to have you. Thanks for having me, Caitlin. I'm looking forward to this. I know I just kind of talked about it in your intro, but will you give a little bit more background details and just how you ended up getting to where you are right now today? Sure. Uh, you know, the, the bio kind of explained just a thumbnail sketch of, of the multiple traumas I've had in my lifetime. Um, to fill in a couple of those blanks, it was first grade. It was by a classmate. And his last words to me put me in prison because he looked at me and said, don't tell anybody. And, and I didn't. This is in the early 70s. Rape was not on the radar. It wasn't something to be discussed. No, no one really discussed it at all. Um, so no one knew to ask anything. I didn't know to say anything. And the only person that did anything wrong that day was the boy who raped me. But it became a 15-year secret, and I didn't tell anyone until my senior year of college. Even then, I really didn't start dealing with the actual issue until 2014. So that's a good 40-year span, four decades, literally a lifetime. Um, In between there, yes, I developed an eating disorder. My parents divorced. Just all kinds of different stuff. Other sexual assaults from high school kids. Just all kinds of stuff, struggled with depression and anxiety, and, and just trying to figure out who I was in, in, in desperate, internal, unspoken, unacknowledged desire and craving to find some value, to find some, to find somewhere that I mattered, to, mm-hmm. to have someone tell me that I mattered. So I sought after that by being seen, because if, if, I, if I was seen, then people knew I existed. So if people knew I existed, then I had some kind of value that, and it's, you know, it's, it, there's a whole lot more that goes behind all that, but all that to lay the bedrock of, 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 of my mentality and in, in that I was not healthy. I was not in a good place at all. When you throw an eating disorder into it as well, that throws off the brain even more. It's scientifically proven that trauma literally rewires your brain. So I never had a chance to be a child. I was seven years old and I went right into how the heck do I survive? I didn't get a chance just to be carefree. So I've, I've learned that more as I continue to heal and do the hard work. I've learned that aspect, which brought up another part of things that still needed to be grieved that I hadn't really thought about before. So it, it's been an ever evolving um, realization and yet learning how to let that um, no longer define me, like I say. Um, but I, I am now taking control of it. It was 2014 when I finally started dealing with it. I'd been with a counselor for six years and she and I, we have a fantastic relationship. 
And, and she has said, and we both said, that we had to get me stronger in the present before we could go back to the past because I, I had boundary issues. I let people manipulate me. I let people walk all over me. I didn't know how to speak up for myself. I had so many issues that we couldn't go back to that trauma and deal with it with the depth that it required and necessitated and, and to honor that trauma by going that deep until I could at least handle my current life situations. So it has been a process. It's not one that uh, is for the faint of heart and it's not one that can be walked alone. Uh, mm-hmm. But but through through a, a, a very treasured retreat community, God used that to really bring healing to my life. I, I fully believe I'm a Christian, I'm a Christ follower. I fully believe God speaks to us in the language we understand. And for me, it's through this retreat community. And through that, he broke down the walls little by little, one one chisel chunk at a time, and 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 simply said that I I love you, and I not only love you, I like you, and I'm absolutely head over heels in love with you. And there's a difference in each one of those. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe any of those for a while. I called myself the holy exception. I was too screwed up, too far gone, and just a waste of space. And I didn't believe God could use me. And if you had told me eight years ago. I'd be doing what I'd be doing today. I'd la- I would have laughed you off the face of the earth because I didn't believe it. And now I'm walking in it and absolutely uh, just thrilled with, with, with what God's doing. And, and just it, it's, 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 a, uh, it's a blessing to be an eyewitness to majesty. I'll put it that way. Wow. No, um, I have to admit, I got chills just listening to what you shared. And, you know, it, it's. It, it really is true what you said about there's different meaning in in the things that God shares of of him, you know, liking us, but then, you know, having that love relationship and that intimacy with God and um, and just learning those differences and growing in relationship and intimacy with him mm-hmm. is so key because that's what he wants is he wants that relationship. And and so it's, and it's hard for people to, to to come to those understandings, depending on life circumstances, of course, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, that's so wonderful. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. And um, I can just hear the the roller coaster and the emotional journey and the, the mental journey, just as you're sharing, you know, the, the different ups and downs that, you know, even without you going into all the nuances, right? So how did all of that kind of culminate in you ending up writing your book and then, you know, launching your business? And, uh, you know, how did, how did you start exploring that that whole scope? Wow. Yeah, that, that actually became part of the journey, which was kind of crazy. The, the book started out with a whole, as most books do, a whole different idea. It, it was going to be um, kind of lessons I've learned. And it's going to tell a story and what the lesson was. And, and it, the, the concept, the one thing that did stay in the book was at the end of each chapter, there's a little thing that says, this much I know, dot, dot, dot. And then just like the little culmination of, of the story. As I started my healing journey, yeah, and, and, and the journey had to start with owning my story because I was in denial about my story. And then I had to grieve my story. And then when I finally got to the point of daring to believe, of daring to believe that I matter is the way I phrase it. When I, the third retreat, I walked away with nugget of I am valuable to God. That's when things started to change. That's when I started writing the book and it took on a new persona and the book became, it became my story. And, and it became you know therapeutic and, and cathartic as most as most you know books do become in some way. Um, so the concept of the book, this much I know, is our story. 
all of us have a story, and that is the one thing no one can ever take from us. No matter what has been taken from you, that's the one thing no one can take. And we get to control our story, and we get to control that storyline. So the first half is this much I know is my story. I go into a lot more detail to share the things that I've gone through. And the second half, the space between is, is about the healing journey. Is this more about the healing journey God took me on? It, it's it's that what I call that's I'll read from the back of the book. There's a quote here. I said, when we're talking about our stories, the space between is that gap, that time of questioning and anger and confusion and doubt and whatever else you can think of. It's the gray area of, of uncertainty, of wondering what the point is. And, and that's what the book became, was starting to figure out what the point was of how God was going to turn it around. So mm -hmm. it, it, be, it became my story. It became much more than I ever dreamed it would become. Um, it's been very humbling to see the effect of the, it's had on people reading the Amazon reviews, talking to people after I speak. Um, it, it's But it's been it's, it, it, yes, it was cathartic, but I shared it because when I dared to believe that I mattered, when I realized God, that I was valuable, then I realized that, that I have a story and that God wants to use my story. And that a lot of the things that he took me through, I realized have now given me a platform where I can relate to so many different people to be that voice of hope for them, to be that one step ahead that we talk about. Yeah, that you're so right. And that's so beautiful. Um, and it, it doesn't always answer that question that a lot of people struggle with of, you know, why does, why, why is there so much suffering and, and why, mm -hmm. you know, why did I have to get hurt this way or whatever? But it's also true that God, God gives us free will. And mm -hmm. so sometimes people use that free will for harm and sometimes right. they, they use it for, um, for good things. And, mm -hmm. and he and so he doesn't step in. We're not puppets. He doesn't control our every move. You know, he he lets us make our choices. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I think that for those of us who who do pursue that relationship with him and and do grow in that, that he does use that and he does come alongside us and he wants us to have that peace and comfort in him and that relationship with him and that love and that hope, so that we can take what we've gotten in that relationship with him and then share that with everyone we possibly can mm -hmm. and bring that comfort that you mentioned that it's exactly as you said that now you have a platform and you have mm -hmm. this ability to share hope and love and right. and comfort and and really guide people that are going through something similar and help them get to the other side you know mm -hmm. um and overcome that yeah very much so and 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 i you know, I, when i speak you know, I, I i i never want to convey the impression that God made all these things happen or God let them happen. Mm -hmm. I'm very cautious with that theology, especially when you're talking with people who don't understand that aspect, but just you know, not knowing what your what your audience is, just real quick, what I mean by that is that just what just what Caitlin said is that God gives us free will and that you know you can choose evil, you can choose good. What you know Nobody did anything wrong, like I said, except for the boy who raped me. But mm -hmm. here's the thing, and, and it's just where I've come. Not everybody gets to this point. And it actually took, it was actually my counselor that kind of planted that seed. And then we're kind of tossing it around. And I was able to get to this point that if rape was not on the radar for me and I was seven, then why was it on the radar for the boy that raped me? What was he experiencing or God forbid, you know, being a victim of himself? where he had that understanding 
as seven years old in the 70s. -hmm. So I am to the point now where I have compassion for him. He's not off the hook. He still has to answer to God. But Mm -hmm. if God's heart broke for me that day, and I am made in God's image, and every person the word says is we are all made in God's image, then God's heart broke for Bobby that day too. And like I said, not everybody gets to that point. But mm-hmm. yes, so so because of, because we have a fallen nature, because we have a sinful nature, then yes, that is what was at play that day. Yeah, it doesn't mean God abandoned me. And that's something I had to work through with my counselor because I was feeling like God abandoned me because I was mad, I was angry, yeah. I had that misperception of why I was blaming God, and God yeah. wasn't to blame. And that was some of the hard work of healing that had to happen. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And that's exactly why I brought that up. You know, it's, it's like a tool in your tool shed, you know, it's like, or a knife in your kitchen counter, you know, it can be used to make a delicious meal, or it could be used to stab somebody, you know, it's, mm-hmm. but it's not the knife's fault, you know, it's, it's how you use it. It's, and so, um, you know, yeah, so, so humans have, have intentions and, and you know, yeah, and, and you have an excellent point, too. And I'm so, uh, it's 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 amazing to hear that that you have gone through that journey and worked through that and come to that place because that's also a very freeing place and a healing place mm-hmm. when you're no longer staying in that place of like you know anger and bitterness and blame and just you know wrestling with with God about it and mm-hmm. and you can get to that place of true understanding and healing. It's just so empowering and amazing. And so yeah. So on the same topic, you know, I'm sure we have listeners who have been through something traumatic. Um, They have past struggles or they have this crazy journey and it's affecting the way that are approaching their writing. Maybe they're, you know, they're struggling with like a lot of self-doubt and self-criticism or they're struggling with fears around other people they know reading it or fears of, you know, rejection or whatever that is, right? A lot of different mental struggles that are stemming from this this past trauma that they don't even realize is, is showing up in their writing, right? Um, so yeah. can you speak to that a little bit? And did that come up for you in writing? And how can writers really go through that mental battle and overcome in their writing journey? Yeah, that's such a critical question. Uh, you know, when, when the book had the success that it did, with that, it came out September 2019 and November 2020. It won second place nonfiction at the Faith and Fellowship Book Festival. This is my first book, self-published you know, and they got the words like, okay, that's kind of a God wink telling me I was on the right path. Mm-hmm. But your point is very, is very important. And, and what I want to say to that is that if we are not doing the work, our work will be hindered. It, it is a twofold thing. There's, there's the work to do. There's the work of healing. And there's our work that God has given us to do. And that's in our writing. And we want to be, a, a, you know, just like the word says, a pure vessel that he can work through. And when we are not doing the work we need to do so that he can heal us, so he can better use us, this is going to sound harsh. And I only say it because I had to say it to myself. We're in God's way. We're fighting God. And in essence, we're in sin because we're not surrendering. I'm a brass tacks, bottom line, this is where it is. Person, I know that sounds harsh. And again, these are the conversations I had to keep having with myself. Mm -hmm. Every time I wanted to bail, every time I wanted to bail out a counselor, you know, and 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 my counselor and I talked about numerous times, I had to keep coming back to myself of what I said when I first started. If I'm going to do this, we're going to do this until we're done. I'm not starting this over again. So, you know, to, 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 to have those struggles, you know, still 
and I went for ISIS, to, to still have work we need to do to heal the trauma. We're always going to have work to do. I'm still with my same counselor because life happens. Now, I shared with Caitlin before we came on. I found out this morning my last aunt passed away. Life happens. But to be able to be able to finally come to terms with whatever it is that has been dragging you down and keeping you from being the best that God has designed you to be. Because remember, what happened to you was not God's design, but he has given you the tools and the power and, and, and the resources and the strength through him for him to recreate that for good. Mm. What the world means for evil, God turns for good. Mm. You know, that, that, it, it, and so that biblical principle is at work. And God also is a loving God does not force himself and invites us along on the journey. Mm -hmm. So, so to when when we have those things that are still getting in the way, we have to have some hard conversations with ourselves. We need to be able to figure out, okay, what, how am I in God's way? And if so, what am I willing to do about it? And and is this too much for me to handle? Where I need to reach out for some help. If there is some kind of trauma in your life, I implore you reach out for help. Because there are so many nuances of it that no one understands, except for those that are trauma-informed and have had the training because they want to help you. People cannot help you if you don't let them know you are there needing help. So that, that is my, that's my, my, my foundational encouragement to folks. If they're finding parts of their story that they just can't reconcile and it's getting in the way of God using them, them being a pure vessel for him to flow through, then their responsibility is to do something about it. And by the grace of God, find that counselor that he will also work through because he loves you and he wants to use you fully. And he wants those hindrances to be cast aside. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you hit such a critical point because I really believe that part of being human is, you know, inter, interpersonal relationships. You know, it's not just like a marriage relationship. It's also our friendships and our family relationships and, you know, just different relationships and community. And we we draw strength from each other. You know, we can always learn from each other and benefit from each other. And there's things that someone else can see by, by discussing with me that I can't see for myself because I'm too in the thick of it. You know, I'm too much in the weeds. And so I need that, that external perspective, you know, and, and there is immense healing just from having like quiet time with God and just being one-to-one -one with God. But at the same time, if you don't have community to, to work through those challenges and to kind of be a sounding board and you know, make sure you're not going off the deep end, you know, mm -hmm. um, or anything like that. You know, it's just so critical. And I, so yeah, you nailed it right on the head with that. And as we're talking through this, are are there any other pieces of advice that you would have, especially for people who are thinking, okay, I have this, I want to turn it into a story, but I, you know, how do I go about doing that? You know, do you have any, anything you want to offer as far as for that? And I've got this on my website, so please go to SueBowles.com and you can you know, send a little note and I'll get it to you. There's something, and I took it from my book, and it's called The First Four Steps of Healing. And, and I dig more into, no matter what has been taken from you, no matter how it has been taken from you, these first four steps, that are the same thing that God took me through, are the foundation for everything. And again, the handout has more to it, but it's first of all, it's humility. 
It's humility saying, I can't do this on my own. Because when we get down to it, we're very prideful people. And usually the thing that's keeping us from reaching out for help is our own pride. So everything starts with humility and that surrender. And then, you know, like I talked about before, is is you got to come face to face with our story. It's very easy to sugarcoat it. It's very easy to say, oh, yeah, this happened, but I'm okay. And until we get, no, I was raped. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. This is what happened. And this and this and this. And until you can get to the point, and this is why that support is so critical, because when we got to come face to face with our stories, that's some painful stuff, especially when we've been having some hint of denial. This retreat, you know, Caitlin was talking about this power of community. The walking stick retreat community is what God used to really work through me to surround myself with people who were figuring out what it means that it's okay to not be okay. And that we don't have to wear masks and we can be authentic. And 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 there was this and I go into a lot more detail in my book about that. I'm happy to share with that. Um, but humility, owning your story, but then you gotta grieve your story because there is a lot of loss in our stories. There is a lot of things that have been taken. And until we deal with that, those emotions are lingering. And those emotions are getting in the way. There are so many little things that can get in the way of God using us that we don't even think about. But unresolved emotions from grief is a big one. And then come after all that, then comes the mind shift change of, I am valuable to God. God God kind of says I'm okay. And, And I may not fully have that figured out yet, And I may not really think about that towards myself, but I'm going to trust God because he's God. And if he says it, then I'm going to dare to believe that's true. And I'm kind of going to fumble through this and figure it out on the way. Those for me, like I said, go to my website, get the handout. There's much more detail about those. But those are the first four steps that I talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I really believe those are the first four things that we all have to work through. And you can't work through them alone. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for sharing that. Um, It sounds like a great resource for anybody who is digging into this particular journey and, and, and wanting to, especially if you're wanting to turn it into a book, because, you know, a lot of times writers don't realize how much of of that really happens when you're, when you're actually, you know, in the process and in the Mm -hmm. weeds of it and starting to, to put it on paper. It's like all these things start coming up all of a sudden, you know, and, and so that's, that's, that's really helpful for sure. I learned a lot about myself by writing about myself. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I connected a lot of dots I never knew were even on the page. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and that's exactly what I'm getting at too, is is that that's exactly what happens. And and writers don't realize the emotional journey that happens, you know, as a process of writing this book, mm-hmm. you know, even in the fiction space, you know, because mm-hmm. you connect with characters and you're you're putting your soul on the page and um, and it's so important to go through that. So I, I will just ask you if there are any upcoming works that you'd like to share about. Well, I, I have working titles and concepts for the next three books. This much I know is going to be a three-part series. Um, I've got a, I've got it in the brain. I haven't gotten the ticket the ticker tape down to paper yet, but uh, I, I am I am going to start working on. I, I've got a couple chapters done of, of book number two, so hopefully I'll be out in late 2023. Um, the working title on that one is going to be "This Much I Know." Um, it's okay to not be okay, and we're going to talk more about everything we've been talking about about why we think we have we have to compare ourselves to everybody else. 
why we wear the masks, why that insecurity exists. Um, it's going to dig more into that. And then, yeah, because I've got, I've got, got working titles for the next couple ones. And then the, 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 the one after that's going to be about life defining moments. So, um, so it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I just got to, got to sit down and, and, and get it all done. So. Yeah, that's the trick. You know, it, it, yes. we don't we don't have the technology to uh, just think it and it pops on the page. You know, you have to actually write it out. So yeah, that's that's one thing we got to get figured out yet. You know, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I want my thoughts getting getting out of my head uh, that much. <laughs> that's true. That might be dangerous. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's like it's like I've heard uh, if if you had all your thoughts playing on a screen, would you really want the world to see? And it's like, mm, yeah, really maybe maybe our mouth is a good guard for us. Right. <laughs> we tend to think yeah. Does harm, but maybe it's saving us right now. It, it is probably. It, it might be a good thing that only the only God sees our our, uh, our heart. You know. Yeah. For the, for the good and the bad. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so so let's say that someone's listening and they're thinking, man, I, I'd really love to to work with Sue and just um, have her support in overcoming these challenges I've been through. Um, mm -hmm. How can what can they expect by working with you, and, and how can they ultimately learn more about you and connect with you? Sure. First of all, it'd be my honor to walk the healing journey with you because like I said, it's not one for the faint of heart. It's not one to, to walk alone. They can they can go to SueBowles.com and learn more about me there. They can reach out to me. But what they could expect is, is, is a companion that will that will lovingly help them down the path they want to get to. And, and we'll talk about you know what what are the challenges, what has worked, what hasn't worked. And then we find that that spot where where they feel like they can at least take the next step. You know, my business name is My Step Ahead. The whole concept is you only have to be a step ahead to help the person behind you. While I'm still reaching out for help to my counselor for life, I can still reach back and help somebody else because I've been through some things. And together we form that human chain of support. So, you know, I, all of us have that spot where, okay, I don't think I can do this, but I'm willing to at least take this step. I've, I, I'm working with a client, I've been working with him for a couple of years now. And, you know, at first social anxiety was a big thing. And it started with as much as making contact with someone to make an appointment for coffee. And then the next step was actually keeping the appointment. So we will break it down to baby steps with wherever the client wants to move. And then as they start seeing that success, their confidence builds, momentum builds. And suddenly, you know, this one client is now leading a Bible study. That he, you know, it, it was always there, but he just didn't think he could. And, mm -hmm. and the thing is, I don't do the work. The client's the one doing the work. I just get the help facilitate it. So I'd be honored to help you get where you want to go and you don't think you can get right now because you can get there. And, and we, I'd love to help you see that happen. For all my listeners, if you want someone who can help you navigate through those mental health struggles or past traumas that you're currently dealing with or that you're like, you know what, it's time, it's time for me to move forward and move on from this, definitely get with Sue. I will include all of her details in the description for you guys. Um, so thank you so much again for joining me. It was really great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Caitlin. I appreciate it. So for all my listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a review wherever you're listening from, and I will see you next time.